Hey, what's up everybody? It's LJ Sullivan, that guy with that podcast coming back at you, episode 3.5. Um, I'm going to be honest, this is take two. I didn't get super deep like I did in the last episode before I had to start over though. Um, I think I'm going to just start with the understanding every time now that take two is the take. Take one, throw it out. Take two, that's where you got it. That's where the money's at. Um, so yeah, everybody, LJ Sullivan here, you know, coming at you live, uh, not really live. This is part of the pre-recording. So if you're listening to this, you are one of the early adopters of this podcast. Like I said, it's episode 3.5. We're still getting everything dialed in, but, uh, I'm excited for this episode, man. I think it's going to be a long one. I think I'm going to have to probably record this in a few different segments. So you're going to want to probably, you know, strap in settle in uh for those of you who are here for the comedy this might be a more intellectual podcast uh for those of you who are here for the intellectual shit dope that's what it's going to be about we're continuing the conversation on spirituality uh episode three i believe i gave you guys a rundown on like sort of my journey through it real quick fast super fast i was going way too fast most of that episode because i get excited for this conversation uh, you know, that's just, uh, the way I am. I get excited about any sort of large topic conversation. <clears throat> Not any, I guess. I have my, my favorites and stuff, but, uh, yeah, man, we're gonna, we're gonna sort of round out that conversation because I really just gave you, like, the narrative of my personal journey, what I went through, a few things that I read, um, just to give you, like, a basic idea. Maybe you Googled some shit, Maybe, you know, whatever. But uh, there's always more to it, man. There's always another... uh, There's always more to talk about, you know what I'm saying? Um, So, you know. I I got some notes here. It's meandering because I didn't have them out already, you know? That's what the, the, the dead air, the long pauses. Sorry, you guys. Um, but also, in a way, isn't it refreshing that I'm not talking every fucking microsecond? You know, we're, we're, we're dialing in the pacing. Like I said, episode 3.5. Um, so, you know, <clears throat> we're gonna do this, uh, this intro. Oh, like I said, man, this is gonna be a long episode, so, so strap in. I got a bowl here with me. I got something to drink. I got hella notes, man. We are going so deep today, y'all. It's going to be intense. But first thing on the list in the uh, episode notes is to uh, do an intro, some housekeeping. How long has it been since episode three? I don't know, man. We're in Corona time. Quarantine. I fucking... When, are you counting days? I'm not counting days. Is anybody counting days anymore? Does it, do the days even have names anymore? It's just days. You're just, it's just day and night. I'm recording this currently during day. Uh, the date is March 31st, 2020, uh, if you're listening in the future. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if I gave a date in the third episode. That might be a new thing we do. Especially for these pre-records, maybe give you guys like specific dates so you know when I was talking. Uh, where I'm coming from, when and why and how and all those things. Um... So, things that I forgot to mention um, last time. 
I don't think I talked about comic of the month last month before all this shit shut down. I got called in last second to host, which was dope as fuck. That was, uh, that was dope shit. Uh, thanks to, uh, Haley and the Blue City, and there's gonna be more on her coming in episode four. Wanted to give y'all that heads up. More on everybody in episode four. We're gonna be talking a lot about the community in episode four. Not in a bad way, in a really positive way. We've all been really coming together in this time of crisis, and it's really sort of heartwarming to see. Uh, but like I said, we'll get into that more later. Um... And, uh, yeah, I just, I know that I said we were going to do the, uh, the spiritual conversation shit, but it says here in my episode notes, we got to get all any comedy news or, uh, any, any, anything that I forgot to cover. We got to get all that shit out of the way, out of the dome, uh, before we dive back in. Um, going to try and do that real fast. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. One of the things I wanted to talk about in the last episode uh, that I for totally spaced was the comedy process. The question originally was, you know, as like, you know, an amateur, I don't have any specials or albums coming out anytime soon. Uh, when looking at my material, when do I decide to retire something? If I've been saying something for three years at this point, do I keep saying it? Do I keep working on it? Do I retire that? Do I just listen to my heart? I think it's just listen to your heart. I think that's the answer, but that's all I can really go on on most comedy questions. When I have a question in the process, it's like, ah, just feel it out, man. Um, such is the art in of itself. Um, let's see here, man. Oh, and then, so, now, the new question is, uh, is any joke written pre-corona relevant now? Do we all have to start from scratch completely? Can I can I get through a single one of my premises without having to fucking change it immediately? Not even the punchline, bitch. The premise. Can I get through a premise without it sounding fake and weird at this point? Used to sound normal and natural because we was living everyday life pre-corona. Now, post-corona, the shit that I said doesn't make sense because it's not within social distancing guidelines. Like, it doesn't... You, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, a whole lot more comedy is about to be about, like, fucking what's going on inside your house. Like, y'all know the spider? Y'all know the spider? Jeffrey? He hangs out in the corner. Y'all know Jeffrey? Y'all know that motherfucker's Jeffrey? That's about to be comedy, bro. And it's gonna get weird. Because we're all stir-crazy. Talking to spiders is probably the least of our concerns. Anyway. Um, let's see, man. Yeah, that's pretty much all the comedy shit that I wanted to talk about. Um, we got to do, um, <clears throat> I wanted to do uh, here in the notes, it says a little bit of a recap from uh, the last episode. Hold on, hold on, notes, notes shifting. Hopefully you can't hear it. Also, you might hear ding in the background. That's my phone going off because in these days of social distancing, man, that's my only connection to the outside world, you know. Should cell service go out, um, we're fucked, man. And it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. And then the electricity is gonna go, sorry, I'm getting dark. Getting dark. Don't do that, man. We're supposed to be having a spiritual conversation. Get it together. Oh, God. Um, yeah, if you guys are hearing dings in the background, it's because my phone's going off. And my friend... 
who is in the risk group. Um, she's high risk, immune compromised due to certain medication she takes. And um, she's been asymptomatic for like weeks now. And her mom just made her go to the doctor. Uh, let me explain what I what I just what I mean by that, but why that tone? Like, do y'all realize that if you go to a doctor right now, you're probably gonna get it. You're probably gonna get it. You've gone to the doctor. You have that now. Fuck, man. Oh, damn it, my phone's on so you can hear me typing back to her now, too. So unprofessional, man. But this is... See, like, if you're healthy, the last place you should be is a hospital. Especially if you're just going to appease your mother. Sorry, my friend who this is that I'm talking about is probably hearing this, hearing me talk about... Oh, no one else knows who I'm talking about right now. Um, you're fine. Uh, but fucking shit, man. Damn. Really derailed the whole podcast right there. But it felt good, didn't it? Like live incoming news. Nah, we might keep that. We might keep that. Um, oh, and even more information about an upcoming live stream that I'm doing. Oh, man. So much news. So many things happening. Hmm. Hold on. Again, replying to people. Sorry, dead air. But I'm also afraid to press pause. I'm still in the in the phase of learning this where I'm afraid to press pause. Isn't that cute? Um, it's just whenever I have to do multiple tracks, multiple layers of tracks. I don't know. I did it the first time. I was fucking around. And then... And then every time after that, it seems to present a problem. So, yeah. That's why you're living with all the pauses. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. That was a super long pause. God damn, how far back does that straight line go? How, how long wasn't I talking? Fuck. I'm going to have to edit that out in post. Or try. Try to edit that out in post. Do I even know how to do that yet? Fuck. Um, I think it's more realistic if I just keep that in. Especially in these early episodes. Listen, guys, as we get further on down the line, obviously, I'm going to start editing out the dead air. Is he going to really edit out the dead air? Probably not. We really hope so. I hope so, too. Oh, my God. Anyway, um, yeah, man. Uh, anyway... So, you know, oh, that's good. My friend said that they were on the same page, but apparently if you're presenting any symptoms, they don't, uh, they don't, uh, they don't even let you in through the door. Um, they're like sending, uh, everybody else to other places. So I guess it's like specifically a clinic to test immune compromised people. So now I'm totally reversing, uh, my whole position on the thing, because if they're only testing immune compromised asymptomatic people at this one location, that's good. That's something we should have. 
but just making them fucking have to walk into a hospital, that's a goddamn nightmare right now. Fuck that. Um, but anyway, I'm gonna have to talk to them later, because whenever I get distracted replying, it's a bunch of dead air, which I knew in my heart that that's what was gonna happen. I also feel bad for ignoring them, but I also can't hit pause. We've been through this. We keep treading old ground, and this, we're fucking 13 minutes in at this point, and I I still haven't gotten to the, the, the core of the conversation, the spirituality. Remember? Remember we were talking about that last episode? One quick thing that I wanted to say real quick. Um, I wish, um, A, that I knew Duncan Trussell from the Joe Rogan experience. That's where I know him exclusively. I should listen to his actual podcast. I would probably like it. Um, gonna watch his series when it comes out on fucking Netflix. That's 100%. But, which it's probably already out by the time people are listening to this. If people listen to this. I don't know, man. What's my audience going to be like? Don't get wrapped up in that right now, LJ. All right. So, fucking wish I knew Duncan Trussell because he would have a lot to add to this conversation. Be a whole different conversation. Who do I do know that could also do that, though? Jay. Good old Jay Nelson of the Shuttle Podcast. You've probably heard me on the Shuttle Podcast. If you're listening to this now, um, you've probably listened to that and maybe a few other things where i've guest spotted on a podcast you know guest spotted is that a word don't focus on these things people we have to keep moving um there's so much to talk about in so little time you guys don't understand i'm probably gonna have to record this in multiple different segments um which is okay because if i hit the the stop recording button right now and i save this file and then i come back and i record a different file i know how to impost slam those files together but it, when I try to record multiple tracks on, like, the same file, shit always fucks up. Audio geeks, help me. Help me. Um, might have to get my homie Kyle up in here uh, to fucking help me out with some production issues uh, so that I am allowed to stop when I feel the need to without creating a whole new file every fucking time anyway again getting distracted did this motherfucker just smoke too much weed drink too much coffee before this we can't get to the meat of the conversation both those things might be true listen look man um <laughs> recap fuck oh I, I keep having to look at the recap last time talked about the narrative gave you a few uh, the narrative of my adventure through spirituality and stuff. And really, it was the cliff notes. If you sat down to talk with me for many multiple hours and got the freedom to ask questions and dive deep into specific topics, we would unveil things and other types of stuff. But, you know, I gotta keep it moving. I gotta keep it fresh for the people, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, um, what I did want to... Uh, this is our segue into getting out of that journey conversation, that personal journey, spiritual journey that I took into a more sort of academic conversation about spirituality. Um, we're segueing more going from the personal to the intellectual um, aspects of it, you know, um, 
and also sort of defining some of the shit that I've sort of peppered in there as being my shit, you know, Taoism and the such. Um, we got a lot of terms to go over today, a lot of vocabulary. Um, but uh, one thing that I wanted to say, one thing that I wanted to say, uh, is the journey is never over. I, I, I framed this as though this is something that happened to me in the past and I had this grand spiritual awakening that I'm on the other side of now and it's all fucking fine and dandy. And that if that's what you're taking away from this, false, not true, not the reality. You're doing a horrible job at interpreting my words. Um, maybe I'm a doing a horrible job at speaking them. You see how language is flawed? Maybe we'll do a podcast on that. Anyway, um, also this episode, I'm trying to come in softer. I'm trying to um, not be as loud and as grating as I feel I have been in the past. Um, Just, you know, like I said, dialing it in. But also, journey never over. Um, Takes me back to uh, something I did in an essay in a philosophy course. I actually took, uh, took Philosophy 101 my freshman year of college. And then... uh, after my first semester of college and then um i don't want to get too deep into the college conversation but later on i then took a world religions and a ethics course at a different college um and I was already versed in philosophy by the time I got there, partly due to the spiritual journey, partly due to other intellectual journeys that we'll probably do episodes on. Actually, it's in the notes, episode four, spiritual or, um, political intellectual journey. Um, anyway, so we're going to be doing that. <sighs> I forgot where I was. Oh, the journey's never over. Journey's never over, man. You know what I'm saying? There's always more questions. Oh, something I did in the essay. Right. Essay. (laughs) Something I did in this essay, um, I quoted, um, there's some quote out there, I forget by who it is now in the essay I did it properly. Uh, this quote where it's like, if you're, if you're seeking truth, you need not look long. Uh, which is to say, you know, the truth is out there and uh, if it's your prerogative to find it, you'll probably find it um fair enough um like you know in a decent amount of time it won't take as long as people might think to start gathering an understanding of what truth is where it's at and how to find it um which sounds really complex and hard and difficult um it because it is a rare item i'm not going to make it sound like it's super easy to come across truth but it's like once you know it's like anything else. It's like if you were if you were a fucking gold uh, prospector in the gold rush, um, fucking you knew how to find gold, or at least you, if you were any good at it, you did. Um, you would eventually pan some gold, find some gold if you knew where to look and how to look. Um, uh, so too with uh, truth. Um, Anyway, so now I feel like we're diving into, like, the mental place that I need to be for the rest of this podcast. Um, journey's never over, like I said, um, but anyway, I keep getting distracted and going back to that as, like, my metronome. What I did in the essay is I quoted that, um, 
that uh, you know if you seek truth, you'll never, you'll, it'll never uh, elude you for too long. But then I also quoted a rapper, I believe it's Dizzy Wright, and said, uh, "When my mind found all the answers, uh, my heart switched up all the questions." Uh, which is when you combine those two things together. Um, what you get is that uh, um, that idea, that view of the world, that there's always more to figure out. There's always another stone to turn over, more truth to be had, another, you know, another thing to figure out, another puzzle to solve. Um, and so that's why, you know, I advocate everybody go on their own journey, you know, and that's what telling my own journey was a lot about was to inspire people. You know, you just you just sort of hodgepodge it together, man. You just figure it out over time, you know, um, and things start falling into place, you know, um, I found my way, the Tao, the word Tao actually translates to the way, um, so, you know, everybody finds their own way, though, whatever that is for you, as long as it's, uh, filled with kindness, love, enlightenment, all that beautiful bullshit. Anyway, man, um, like I said, we're going to have a much more intellectual conversation. I feel like we did the recap. We can move on from the recap. Um, did I miss anything? That's literally in the notes. I probably missed something, but here's the thing, guys. I want you guys to feel free to reach out to me in the email. Uh, that'll probably be at the end of this episode. I'll make sure it's at the end of this episode so you guys know I gotta remember to keep plugging that. I gotta remember to keep plugging the email. Because, um, honestly, as soon as I run out of shit to talk about, uh, I'm gonna need to just talk to you guys directly. Um, once we're past the pre-record stage and we're going live week to week. Um, well, it won't even really be week to week. I've explained this before. Anyway, um fuck pins falling all over the place anyway uh yeah man now we're gonna get into um like i said i took a oh fuck one of my notes just got one of my i had a sticky note somewhere in here and it just fell out it just fell out man and i don't know where it fell from valuable information lost we might not cover it now because it's not marked. Fuck. All right. Hold on. I think people are coming in. This might be the end of part one. I think I think my mom's home. And we're back, everyone. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, man, my mom came through the door. And it's not like I'm, I'm recording in a basement right now and I'm not supposed to be doing it. It's just she was on the phone and I knew it was going to be an interruption. And So, yeah, we're back, man. Sorry. It's actually like a full 24 hours later. Uh, I came in real hot in that intro and it's because we needed to get it out of the way. I have so much I want to talk to you guys about. I'm going to try to slow down this time. I've fixed some of the production stuff going on i think from last time so hopefully i'll feel comfortable pausing if i need to um i i took a bathroom break before this i smoked before this my phone and my accoutrement is in the other room all i have is my notes um and the books and the stuff that I want to talk to you guys about. This is a spiritual episode, in case you forgot. Um, to remind myself, too, a little bit. 
Um, yeah, man, the journey continues always. It's never over. Um, and I got some wisdom here to share. I don't know if wisdom, but more information. There's going to be a lot of vocab here coming up. Because um, I'm basically trying to download to you guys, my audience, some of the information that I have that I just use offhand. I'll just say shit, and you might not know what I mean, so we got to we gotta go over it all. And it's because I took, like, world religion classes and philosophy classes and stuff. So every once in a while, we're going to have some breakdowns on a few major topics, like spirituality or ethics. I talked about all this before, but uh, yeah, man, we're about to get into it. We're about to go deep waters, so strap in, get a beverage, get your favorite drug of choice. And just fucking ride with me, brother. Alright, so let's talk about this shit. <clears throat> let's see, first notes, first notes. So, uh, these notes came from a world religions class that I took uh, at a community college. Uh, does that mean the information is not valuable? I don't think so. I think it's uh, all shit you could find on the internet, books... Um, you know, Buddha has a quote, like, don't trust anything you read or anything anyone says, just, you know, assess the information for yourself and it feels like it's accurate, go with it. Um, that's not the full quote, that's me paraphrasing and putting it in my own words, but anyway, um, so the first thing, obviously, in like a world religions class is that they try to do is like, let's define religions, um, which they're really hard to define, the thing that I have highlighted in my notes when I was going back through for the finals is just like, there's no absolute definition, there's nothing we got, like, what is the line between a religion and a cult, nobody really knows, um, a lot of people will say, like, well, no, a cult does this, and it does this, and this is a religion, and this is why, but trust me, as a person who looked deep into all religions and some cults, not like I wanted to join cults, but just, hey, what's, what's the deal with cults, hey, <laughs> you guys heard about these things, these cults, um, anyway, uh, so, <laughs> There's a very fine line, uh, but one thing we can define is that a religion or a cult, uh, which is like kind of just a baby religion, um, <laughs> a lot of cults became religions, and a lot of things we refer to cults are just things that didn't become religions. Either they get in their own way, or they just never catch fire, you know what I'm saying? Um and so they just stay cults. Um, also, there are offshoots of religions that you could call cults, like little small extremist groups of people who have like their own twisted view of things. That could be a cult. Anyway, um, difference between a religion and a cult and spirituality. Spirituality is an individual thing, practice. Um, and that's why I'm a proponent of it. Go on your own journey. Figure things out for yourself. Uh, if you believe in God, or if you want to refer to the collective oneness, or the universe, or all that shit, that again, we're gonna keep going deeper and getting more and more into all of this. If you want to refer to that as God, whatever, I just, you should have a personal relationship with divinity. And, if you're an atheist, I don't know why you would be listening to this, if you're agnostic, uh, and you're more on the scientific side of things, just try and have, like, sort of a general awe about the collective nature of all things that we know via science. If you can just sort of tap into that 
as your intro to the collective oneness of everything and just be sort of aware of it and consciousness of it. That'll, I think, improve your life and your outlook. Okay. Core questions that a quote-unquote religion is meant to answer, but I also think spirituality can answer a lot of these things. Also, I think these things could be their own question, separated from religion. I don't know why it has to be tied up in the shit. Um, We got, uh, what is ultimate reality? That's meant to be like a metaphysical question, like if reality is beyond what we can see, test touch taste and feel which is something that i feel i think i broke that down in the previous episode um that there's got to be like a metaphysical to the physical uh if that's your view then religion answers like what is that ultimate whole picture what's on the other side what is the metaphysics of this shit and uh I feel like it's weird to try and answer that question, exactly what is the metaphysics of it all. I mean, I have theories, I have things that I like to believe in, but ultimately they're akin to ghost stories, man. Can we be sure? Not really. Um, But I think it's out there, I think it's part of the equation, and that's part of my overall worldview. And that's why I'm going through all this stuff with you guys, because the more we go over terms and definitions and questions and stuff and shit that you would see in, like, a classroom, the more I feel like we, you might get a clarity on my view of things. What else is on this page? Um, talked about a religion versus a cult. Um, ooh, parasitic belief systems parasitical now that sounds fucked up um and it can be but all it really means is it's um it like it feeds off of uh something else like it's attached to something else that's kind of what i was saying before like you know like there could be an enclave of people who twist the religion as it is natural as it is for most people and then come up with their own weird view has anyone seen castlevania season three on netflix if you have great if you haven't a little bit of spoilers but there's a group of monks who used to be like christian monks but then they see some shit they go through some shit and then they become more like demonic in nature and that is a parasitic relationship in their ideology their theology they were on one side of the ideology they were with god and then they saw something that made them turn against god knowingly which is kind of interesting. Like, what did they see? Fucking watch Castlevania. I don't know, motherfucker. Um, I'm, why did I do a Castlevania plug just now? Anyway, um, <laughs> need to get back to these core questions. Um, what is ultimate reality? What should I live my life? How should I live my life? That's an ethical question. I think that can be wholly separate from your spiritual considerations. See, that's the thing. I don't let my metaphysical woo-woo-ness get in the way of my ethical considerations. Like I've been saying, that's a whole other conversation in my mind. I don't see why ethics need to be wrapped up in religion. Um, that's what atheists and agnostics will tell you all the time. Is I don't need a man in the sky telling me what's right. I know I can figure that out for myself. Um, and even a lot of religious people, um, I've heard some religious people say that, like, that's, they appreciate atheists for that reason. I was reading some story where it's like, um, 
it was like a story out of like a religious university or something where like this kid is like this professor is like god created everything for a reason and this smart ass fucking kid is like well if why did he create atheists why would he create people who don't believe in how fucking awesome he is and then the professor quickly obviously has an answer for him and it's like well because atheists are actually like the most evidence you could have of like uh like sort of a natural in place like understanding of good and bad because while they deny the existence of the, the the being telling them what's good and bad they also have a sense for it within their heart that they uh, separate from the theology from the ideology so the professor's point is like it, it, it's ingrained if you believe in god you should actually like appreciate atheists like they're fucking they have a deeper belief um, in morality in some ways than you might as a religious person. You have to have that consideration. And see, it's only when we start looking deep into these questions and like these ideas and these philosophies that you start to see that like that's total like 360 view of things man like if you're a religious person maybe you should appreciate atheists also as an atheist maybe you should appreciate religious people for reasons you don't fully understand and you should look into it and figure it out maybe you already are maybe that's why you're here in this conversation maybe i hooked you in the beginning in the third episode and said because i said i was an atheist at one time hard line richard dawkins reading motherfucker anyway um uh, keep moving. See, that's the thing. Here's the problem. I like long, interesting conversations. I also get sidetracked very easily. I'll be over here in the notes making an intellectual point, and then I'll be over here trying to entertain motherfuckers. And it's just, it's difficult to balance. And it's not that it's something that I'm doing consciously. It's just what kind of my default behavior anyway. Um... Also, final question that religion is supposed to answer, supposedly, what is the ultimate purpose? Existential question. Again, we can have a whole different conversation on what existentialism is, first of all, because that's fucking weird. I think I might have said in the last episode that existentialism was actually founded by a dude who was highly religious, Soren Kierkegaard. Um, he was like this uh, uh, Christian dude who came up essentially birthed existentialism and then later on people like albert camus and fucking uh, other people and nietzsche kind of and like uh, uh jean paul Sartre, um however you say all those french existential names man um they came along and were like god's dead but their exist existentialism as a, a thought had already been around but anyway existential considerations i think can also be their own conversation so you see how religion sort of bundles metaphysical ethical and existential all together and they're like let's answer all these questions for people which kind of makes sense right if you're trying to get a bunch of people to behave right if you want people to act ethically feel like what they're doing in life matters and also feel like they're secure in this life and the next if that's what you want, which if you're trying to lead a group of people, that's probably what you want. Um, we'll get into more why. There's reasons why you would want to address all those concerns. Like, uh, like you want to address people's anxieties over death. If you can do that, then they'll probably trust you more. 
more willing to follow you. But do you start to see how religion since the beginning is kind of like a, I'm going to take these, inherently these questions, these considerations aren't bad. Religion isn't bad. But I'm going to take your concerns around these considerations and I'm going to give you what I claim to be answers and maybe i f truly feel that they are but rather than let you find the answers for yourself i'm going to give you the answers so that you then trust me so that you can then follow me and whatever i say do you start to see how religion can kind of be insidious just inherently just inherently it can be very insidious so that's why i'm a proponent of spirituality anyway um in Telemagical definition. Mm. I don't think we need to go over that. Some Latin shit. Something about uh, being connected or bounded to. I don't know. Fucking fuck that. That's some college shit, right? I'm only going over the shit that I really remember and feel necessary. Like, I have a lot of sticky notes throughout my whole notebook but some pages there's nothing on there because why do we need to talk about it um so ooh, core elements of a religion belief system like some sort of codified text sometimes it's written sometimes it's oral it's sort of a general overview knowledge worldview it's sort of a, a paradigm um if one would um so, yeah, and then there's community. Everybody, everybody points to religion as like, well, there's a community there. That's how you need community. We're we're social creatures, and you need community. So let's go to church. Community. Uh, fuck that. You can find community in a bar. Um, <laughs> as a comedian speaking right now, you can find community in a lot of places. Also, as a person who practices martial arts, which I think is probably going to come up again at some point in this conversation, because that's also sort of a spiritual practice. It's a moving meditation. We'll talk more about that much, much later, I think. This is going to be a very long episode. Very dense. Take your time. Take your time. Listen, man, I'm probably going to end up recording 3.5 for a long time um meaning i'll probably end up recording four before i'm done recording 3.5 um also because i have some cool stuff coming up and once it happens i don't want to forget about too much of the experience before i talk about it so yeah four is going to be recorded before 3.5 is done i feel that in my bones now already um anyway so, uh, let's see, uh, belief system, some sort of, uh, world paradigm, uh, community, ethical considerations, uh, central myths. These are stories that, like, reinforce the belief system. It's, uh, like, a lot of shit about just, like, you know, staying alive, uh, just good, just good, like, myths are meant to be lessons, you understand? Like, stories that we think are kind of ridiculous, like, the story of Noah. Obviously, probably pretty stupid, but the story really is, like, fucking be ready if shit hits the fan, you might need to be the one to rebuild society. If you just look into it on, like, a base level, um, strip all of the religion out of it, that's just kind of what it looks like, isn't it? So, yeah, you know, all of myths... 
especially because a lot of myths are cross-cultural across different religions. Like, there's a book called The Epic of Gilgamesh, and it reads incredibly similarly to Noah. Um, and so that's... When you have stories like that that repeat over many times and places, and there's a sort of general lesson there um, of, like be determined you can do this what if humanity uh what if you're one of the last enclaves of humanity you gotta persevere man um it's uh you know myths are important because they they teach us lessons um uh, but again you can have myths without religion uh fucking what's an mcu movie what's the marvel movies right now they're myths those are our modern myths. There's no actual religion to them. Um, Tony Stark, the Jesus of the story, though, is kind of like the ultimate capitalist when you think about it. He's like sort of... Because he he's not only the ultimate capitalist in like the negative way, he's also like the ultimate capitalist in like what capitalism posits as its reason for existing. Like capitalism... It's whole insidious bullshit is like, well, what if somebody got so powerful through their ability of hoarding resources that they could then defend the whole planet with a suit of armor? Hmm. And it's like, they excuse their bullshit, their warmongering, with this idea that they'll be uh, philanthropic. Um, and Iron Man 1 kind of addresses that. He, like, shuts down all the war making and tries to go legit. But, like, ultimately, he's, he's like, capitalist Jesus. And I love him as much as the next guy, but that's one reading of that story. And it's a myth that we tell in our society. Um, there's other things in that story. It's not all about, like, make the money, get the cool suit, and fuck the girls. Like, he has a full character arc credit to Marvel where credits do, obviously. But, like, at its core, like, I feel like any capitalist, any Ayn Rand reading motherfucker would probably use Iron Man as like, see, we wouldn't get Iron Man if we lived in a socialist hellscape, um, which is just that's a total non sequitur. But whatever. See, I'm getting it. I'm. It's supposed to be the spiritual episode, and I'm getting into fucking other philosophies. People think communism and capitalism are like economic political philosophies not all the time they're sort of more encompassing than that but whatever we're supposed to be sticking to the the spirituality what are, what are their core elements to religion oh rituals people love their rituals um and if you think you're not a part of any rituals let me ask you what is a funeral that is a death ritual um no matter how you slice it um so you know Everybody has their form of rituals. Uh, during Christmas, do you erect a tree inside your home? Ritual. Um, Y'all got Sunday dinners? Ritual. Um, Y'all kill animals in the backyard uh, every new moon? Ritual. Uh, you meditate every day when the sun is at its highest while uh, breathing in thick incense smoke and marijuana? Ritual. Look, man, there's a lot of different rituals, is my point. Um, 
And humans like rituals, and if you can't forge your own, religion will fucking give you one. But again, I'm not a big fan of that. Find your own rituals. That's why I said smoke weed and meditate, man. Um, anyway, okay, now we're getting into, like, the important shit. Oh, shit, there's more on, like, the core shit. Apparently, emotional experience, okay? Material expersion art architecture geography oh the sacred and the profane an understanding of the honored and the ordinary um orientations uh sacramental prophetic mystical um so like there's rituals um oh prophets human intermediaries those that I don't trust that shit and then there's prayer and meditation surprisingly similar um that's like under the mystical category is prayer and meditation um don't be afraid to be a mystic man a mystic is just a spiritual person that just means you wrote your own book you didn't follow anybody else's bullshit you weren't into prophets you found your own path like fuck the prophetic orientation like those are the different orientations i guess of like religions you could have a religion that's mostly prophetic which means it's based in like human intermediaries prophets gurus that type of shit sacramental rituals leading to salvation i.e baptism but also other things and then there's the mystical which is like the meditation and prayer but here's the thing most religions are a mix of all three of those things um Anyway, but, like, sort of in different variations. Um, but in my sp- personal spiritual path um, is mostly mystical. A little bit of sacramental. I have my rituals. Um, but I don't believe they lead to salvation. I guess they do in a way. I believe in eudaimonium, which is Greek for happiness. It means a, a continual struggle to be the best version of yourself. It's a better definition of happiness than the modern definition. Um, again, that's probably for another conversation. Um, so now we're getting into extensions of the sacred. Um, all that's going to be is I'm going to run through a bunch of isms with you right now. Um, they're just different ways of breaking down and talking about different belief systems okay so theism that is a belief in uh, a personal god or gods that's a god that cares about humanity and interacts in human history so that's your typical man in the sky doing shit shit i cannot get down with so technically atheist still because that's what theism is and if i'm without that i'm atheistic but whatever um also (laughs) in my notes theism i have an arrow that points to the problem of evil but i think we're ahead of ourselves that was me literally getting ahead of myself when i was writing these notes because i already knew about the problem of evil because i had taken a philosophy 101 course that's neither here nor there um monotheism that just means one god that's just what you're used to talking about because that theism thing that like greek gods are also theistic they intervene in human history zeus likes to fuck um anyway uh deism that's fun that's what most of the founding fathers of america believed in and also a lot of i think the french revolutionaries um it was popular at that time in human history. It's just this idea of um, an impersonal god, 
God, God, an impersonal God, um, uh, clockmaker. Uh, that that is to say, uh, there there was probably a dude who built everything, but then he probably walked away and doesn't give a fuck about what's happening anymore. Which also kind of lines up with modern simulation theory when you think about it. If we're all in a simulation, who wrote the simulation? Somebody had to have written the simulation, right? So somebody writes the simulation, then we live out the simulation, but they don't really care about the simulation. They're probably just collecting data on the simulation. Um, is that what's going on who knows maybe see i'm more open to that than i am strict theism deism's kind of cool it's like mm, it's really was the founding father's way of going like this whole theism thing man in the sky intervening that's bullshit man that is clearly bullshit all right it, it doesn't make any sense. Too many people have too many different stories. Look at all the Protestants running around. We're post-Reformation right now. We're exploring new worlds, quote-unquote, like there aren't native people here. They have different belief systems, too. So, ultimately, none of this theism shit makes sense. Maybe... Maybe we need to take another look at this, and but it was heresy to be full atheistic, so they came up with this middle ground, this deism, where it's like, well, maybe God doesn't give a fuck, is really what they were saying, um, which, because they said it in a much softer intellectual way, was more accepted at the time. Now, granted, the church still wasn't super happy, but I think what you'll notice is the church does what it can to adjust to to whatever the views of the time are, um, slowly, they're obstinate in doing that, but they do so so that they can persist and continue existing, that's fine, not really, I hate those motherfuckers, um, all churches, not just the one church, I want that to be clear, um, <laughs> um, I don't actually hate them, some of them are good, um, let's see, oh, pantheism, Belief that God or gods are in the nature or in the natural world. Balance. Sound familiar? Yeah, this is my shit, homie. Okay, so the idea is essentially that divinity exists in the natural world. Like, you see it in all things. Like, it's not collected in one place at one time in any one way. Um... It's just sort of spread out through the natural order of the universe. And within that, there is divinity. Um, so, yeah, that's pantheism. I actually, if you follow me on Facebook, um, actually, if you're friends with me on Facebook, on my personal page, that is a unique privilege. Okay? Um, I repost a lot of pantheist stuff. Just because a lot of dope belief systems are technically pantheist, also a lot of intellectuals are pantheists. Um, it's just a great way of looking at the world. Decentralized divinity is basically what it is. Decentralized divinity allows you to have a metaphysical view on the world without being trapped into uh, religious confines. Panentheism... Um, is uh, just the idea that God's nature is both fixed and changing. Um, it's constant and it changes, um, which is to say, like, you know, there's this whole confrontation with Old Testament versus New Testament. Um, 
And it's just sort of, it's weird because in Western thinking, they usually don't do this type of bending over backwards in linear logic systems to get to this place. It's something you would more likely see in the cyclical logic of the East, um, which is to say that it is both fixed and changing at the same time. That doesn't make a lot of sense in Western understanding because it's a contradiction and that's generally a non-starter. Um, but they do whatever they have to do to coincide with Old Testament God versus New Testament God. It's also just a way of viewing divinity. Like it's so beyond uh, any sort of binary being fixed or changing. It's both. Um, I take that view with the Tao. The Tao is both ever present and always changing. So it is both fixed and changing. So that it's see these isms are things that can exist outside of specific religions. And that's why we're talking about them now, is so that in the future, when I refer to, oh, you guys know pantheism, you'll be like, yeah, episode 3.5, I listened to that five-and-a-half-hour bullshit lecture. I know what you're talking about. We're not even to an hour yet. Um, and I'm getting really concerned with how long this episode's going to be, because we're also not through most of the notes. And once we get through most of the notes, we have books to go over and through all of that i'm going to be getting distracted every step along the way trying to keep you entertained so that you stick around for the core meat of the conversation this is a real balancing act in of itself you know if god can be fixed and ever changing why can't i oh maybe i am god oh shit delusions of grandeur or a greater understanding of the pantheistic nature of the universe Hmm. See, you understood that rant a little bit better better because I explained the word pantheism. You see, that's why we're doing this right now. That's why we're that's why we're doing this. I'm developing an interesting habit, you guys, where when I want to talk directly to the people supposedly, like if there was a camera, I would probably be looking in the camera. But I don't have a camera, and I'm not going to look directly in my webcam, um, which I should probably put tape over right now. I should probably... Where where are my sticky notes? Where? Hey! Hey! I'm alone in the house. Nobody, <laughs> Nobody's going to bring me sticky notes. Fuck. All right. We'll do... Oh, wait. Hold on. Maybe I can use an old sticky note. Old sticky note? No, that's not going to stick. Sorry for this fucking weird tangent about webcams. Okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> there's, yeah, no, there's still more vocabulary to be had. Um, <clears throat> let's see here. Ooh. So there was apparently some sort of extra reading. I didn't mark this page. There's a lot of interesting words on it, though. The mythic, the doctoral, the ethical, the ritual, the experiential, the social, the material. Something about seven dimensions. This is like a lecture breakdown or something. Interesting. Sacred nature, i.e. stories, central myths. The doc That's the mythic. The doctoral is the philosophical belief systems. And the sacred, the ethical, is law. Um, and moral, the ritual, practical, um, 
practices, experiential, emotional, emotional experience, social, community, material, can't read that word, interesting, that had to have been a good lecture, sorry I just skimmed over it and can't remember everything, but those words seem to matter, anyway, uh, polytheism, it's multiple deities, Greeks, polytheism, Um, and then a lot of times if you're in like an 8th grade class, they'll be like, Hinduism too, that's polytheism, Um, no, no it is not, there's another word entirely for that bitch, you ready, Uh, henotheism, multiple aspects of one god or pluralism um which is uh all one god different manifestations this is hinduism the brahma all the gods as one it gets into really wild deep shit because every like hindu hindu god is really just a representation of like an aspect of nature that is manifested from like this deeper whole uh, who Hinduism gets fucking wild, bro. They have a bunch of circles and interlocking spheres and realities and dimensions. The people who invented Hinduism were on incredible drugs. Incredible drugs. I can't even begin to describe to you. Again, this is, I wish Duncan Trussell was on the show. I wish I knew him personally. Anyway, um agnosticism suspended judgment open to question i got a bit of that in me man i mean i have my shit that i really like but also eh, like i said it's bullshit it can be bullshit i don't know for sure i can't know for sure for sure to say that you know for sure for sure is sort of a very ignorant thing to say um anyway atheism denial of any supernatural belief look man if that's how you want to live your life sounds boring as fuck to me like why can't you just why can't why can't there be a little extra just believe in a little extra believe in a little extra you might get a little extra ever think of it that way did you ever think of it that way maybe if you believe in a little extra you get a little extra and if you don't you don't Maybe reality is completely interpretive. Maybe it's in a quantum state, superposed, a superposition where it it, it is both concrete and uh, without any sort of mystical nature or it is entirely mystical and not concrete at all. And it, it is one or the other until you decide which until you perceive it as such is that not possible is that not possible quantum physicists are like he's high get him out of here he doesn't know what he's talking about look i know it's not that was a stretch in science terms but i'm just saying fucking be open to shit man That's the thing with atheists. Again, to say you know for sure, for sure, I feel like is ignorance. Anyway. uh, Non-theism. What is this? A belief where the divine is not thought of as God or gods. Oh, yeah. Zen Buddhism and Taoism. That's definitely non-theistic. Oh, oh, monism. 
Monism, we gotta talk about monism, you guys. All reality is one. Um, <laughs> that's uh, present in Hinduism. It's not dualism. Um, the two, uh, which is like two separate worlds, monism is like all reality is one. And see, so that's where things get tricky. People. People, you've probably been trying to pin down if my view system on the world, because I talk a lot about yin-yang, is it a dualistic view? Because I talk about there being a metaphysical and a physical, which traditionally in Western views is a dualistic view, is two separate worlds. Um, but I'm not a dualist. I am a monist who is aware that there's two sides to the same coin the the all reality all is one all that okay there's night and there's day within that that's observable there's things and then there's nothing there's the void there's hot and there's cold there's activity and there's calm not activity there's it's clearly observable that there's two aspects to the one that coalesce together to formulate to create the one which is the understanding of yin yang you see people misinterpret yin yang because they think it's separated they think it's two things and it that describes an interaction between two things but it's really describing the proceeds uh, the processes the proceeds of um one thing internally a, a oneness a grand oneness and the internal workings of that oneness um is more of what yin yang is at least my interpretation here's the thing if you're a taoist if you believe in yin yang you get to spin it any way you want that's the thing is it's written in mostly poetry so fucking how do you want to interpret this thing man um but again also is that very much different from the west a lot of the stories in the bible are meant to be like sort of poetic so you know it's all bullshit everything's bullshit but also that gets into existential considerations of like well if everything's bullshit then what do we do well then you make up your own shit you if there is no true reality you're free to create your own truth don't you understand again why i'm a proponent of going down your own your own path now understand that that's only when we're talking about existential considerations when we start talking about moral and ethical considerations i believe there to be concrete fundamental objective truths this is why i separate these things it's hard for them to coexist within one religion and my beliefs and my takes on these separated um topics and ideals don't coalesce evenly into any one belief system so i have to go to many different places um to find my own um sort of happy in between anyway moving on in the notes origins of religion okay so this just is getting into like anthropological psychological reasons why religion might have come about um and it most of it's just like Find a place in the world. Prepare for death. Uh, uh, there's fucking a cure for neurotic behavior. Um, also, uh, so some people say that uh, God was created out of like a childlike wish for fulfillment. Um, 
<laughs> and then developed into a healthier adult philosophy later. Um, it's so it see it's uh, a lot of it's of this is stemming from like Freud. So take that for what it is. Um, some of it's from Jung, but he was a Freudian um, before he went on to create his own school and become Jungian. Um, like uh, that's. Uh, <laughs> I love how these psychology guys are kind of like kung fu cats. Like they they go, they get they get their training from their master, and then once they feel like they they're good enough, they form their own style and go off and form a different school, and then maybe they come back and kill the master. I'm kidding. That doesn't happen in psychology. Um, happens in kung fu movies. Anyway, <laughs> that was such a tangent. I'm sorry. Um, at least I'm entertaining myself right now in fucking quarantine. Anyway, um, oh yeah, if y'all didn't know, it's April 2nd, 2020, Corona full force. Anyway, <laughs> uh, shit, man, why did I mark this page? Human anxieties, ontic anxiety is just a fancy word for the anxiety around death. Uh, ex ex like... Ethical anxieties, which is just like guilt. Existential anxieties, just looking for meaning. Ooh, this is why... Okay, see, sometimes I have to read you guys things that I wasn't intending to read to find the thing I was intending to read. So not only do we have me cutting away to random kung fu movie bullshit, not only is that a part of this conversation, and then there's the meat of the conversation, what I'm trying to convey to you, there's also the shit that I have to wade through to fucking find the shit that I wanted to talk about. Oh, wait, this page was marked for more reasons than one. And see, that's also why I have to, like, work my way through whatever page that I marked with you and just kind of read things and skim notes. And when I find a thing worth diving into, we dive into. If you haven't figured out what's going on here, I don't know what to do for you um <laughs> uh there's probably going to be a lot of skipping around through this episode uh on your part honestly i don't know live your life the way you want to just put this on and drive bitch just drive just drive just drive this is amsr a a asmr the whisper is this soothing to you should I do a whole episode like this? Again, I'm getting off topic. Anyway, um, some dude had some words, coined the term numinous, which is just like a mystical experience. Uh, it's intense. It's not rational. It's generally transcendent beyond space and time. It's ineffable, which means non-translatable. It's sort of like if you did DMT. It's almost, uh, you can't... It, basically, this dude was describing this idea that, like, most religions are based off of, like, these sort of, um... Sort of these transcendent mythical, ex mystical, not mythical, mystical experiences. Um, oh, they're also, uh egocentric predicament subjectivism uh, truthful to the one experiencing it yeah so it, it's um generally it, it's for you it's sublime wild happiness and awesomeness um and uh it has a, a immunitive quality uh it, the bigger picture the eyes are opened 
you know um and this dude broke down this like what a mystical experience is and like how it's transcendent and ineffable um non-translatable often happening during like dreams or meditation or uh, it's often the way people feel about love is it can't be fully described or translatable um it's noetic which means it's truthful to the one who's experiencing it which means like even if it was an experience just for you you derived a greater truth out of it um whether that truth is true or not is up for debate but it's about the it's describing the experience itself Uh, it's sublime um again it's about the bigger picture and it's sort of like a top-down view of the universe almost and so again it sounds a lot like if you were to have a really intense psychedelic experience um or if you were to go real deep into meditation or like uh, some dream quest or lucid dreaming or whatever like like it's those types of experiences and they're also uh, often very transformative for people and also often um a part of different religions like they usually usually here's the fucked up thing too and why i don't like religion is usually in a religion there's a story about a person having this mystical experience and then everyone just follows what they learned from their mystical experience turning it into a collective religion which doesn't make any fucking sense that was for them okay it's You should seek your own mystical experience and derive truth and knowledge from it for yourself. Anyway, uh, the courage to be, we're just, we're going through different, like, theologian claims, I guess, is what it says on this page. The, it just, there are a lot of words on this page that I wanted to talk about, um, Let's see here. Uh, oh, structuralism. That's one of the big things. Um, there are universal themes throughout all religions. Um, like, almost every religion sort of touch on, touches on, gets close to a lot of the same truths. And that belief, that understanding um, in, like, intellectual circles is referred to as structuralism. There's also post-structuralism, which is uh, the idea that they're all unique and opposite in some way or another. I'm more of a structuralist. Um, There's this uh, cool quote by, like, this dude... I think in France, it's like this a Christian monk in France, and he says Buddhism helps him be a better Christian. Um, it's just a lot of these things are trying to get you to the same place, man. And that's, see, that's what I mean when you get deeper into this whole conversation about religions and philosophies and belief systems, you start to realize that a lot of the things that maybe I shit on in the beginning of this structured religion, Christianity, Catholicism, all of that stuff, it, but, but here's the thing, in its purest form, like I think I've said before, um, it's pointing in the same direction. It's all meant to lead to enlightenment, but a lot of these things are co-opted by people trying to take advantage of you. 
um, which is why I believe you should have your own personal relationship to the shit. Whatever the shit is to you, that's fine, whatever. Just you be the interpreter. Don't depend on a priest or a bishop or a whatever to tell you what your relationship with the divine should be. You should have your own relationship and understanding and whatever that is. If you want to call it God, you can call it God. I don't call it God. Um, because capital G O D is, uh, it just like it, it brings to people's head that fucking old man in the sky, especially in the West. And that's not what I believe in. So it's just not conducive to the general conversation that we're trying to have right now. Um, Ooh, holism. Yeah. We're still going over words, man. This is on the page that we were going over indigenous religions, and we're going to talk more about different specific religions the further in we get to the different notes and things, but uh, the deal is, man, um, holism, all things interconnected. Again, I'm big on this, big on holism, um, it's just, you know, it's sort of that idea. It to me, it sort of goes with um, some of the other isms we were talking about, where it's like uh, understanding of like uh, uh, oh monism, all reality is one. Holism, all things are interconnected. Those two ideas sort of match up together, don't they? Those those feel like they should go together, don't they? Um, anyway, um, they're fucking yeah, holism. I'll refer to that again later, probably. Oh, uh, there's an arrow pointing to death, colon, natural part of natural world, cyclical, um, rejoin nature. Um, once you start taking that view of death, things get a little bit different. Um, you stop fearing it so much. You start, I think, embracing life a little bit more because you know that it's a, a short part of a grander cycle, um, but whatever. <sighs> I'm not sure. Can you guys hear me like turn? Can you hear? Yeah, you guys can hear that for sure. Um, I saw it on the boards. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I have this weird habit. I never finished that thought earlier, I don't think, about the webcam. I was like, I would be looking into the camera. But I'm looking somewhere else when I'm really talking to you, the people that I mean to be talking to. Um, I'm looking at the boards, at the sound register, at how how intense I'm coming in on the sound. I've been trying to come in softer for you guys. I really have been. But sometimes I forget, I get loud, and I get really impassioned, and, and, and the microphone gets really close to my mouth, and I just have to say shit. Um, sorry. Sorry. I was just I was trying to give you an example. Anyway problems with indigenous religions sorry to like skip to that um because i'm super down with indigenous religions and everything they have to do and say um because they're uh, they look really similar to uh eastern religions surprise surprise um or at least Taoism because it's like the oldest one over there so it's sort of the indigenous religion of the east but neither here nor there that idea that all things are interconnected that's very important to me and it's in most um indigenous religions but that gets to the problem of indigenous religions there's a lack of a written record most languages are dying out it's hard to really get a full understanding of any one religion uh um 
indigenous people's religion um that gets to this next big problem the big stew problem which is due to the shitty uh intellectualism and scholars and imperialism and colonialism of the past um all of the indigenous religions have sort of been lumped together all into one big thing but they're really truly many different uh, individual belief systems that all deserve like their sort of own long conversations like the one that I'm having now but it's hard a to find the people to have those conversations with um, and b probably hard for them to have the conversation um, just for like intellectual purposes this what we're doing right now is like basically intellectual jacking off not sure if you were aware um but they, uh, a native elder, I could see wanting to partake in that type of behavior. So, like, they're not just going to download you with all the information for the sake of the information being out there. They would want to spread it um, to uh, their, their, their children and their grandchildren so it can stay within the tribe and their belief systems can live on. Um, I don't know, some of them would be probably more open to sharing with, like, a museum and shit, but this is an amateur comedian's podcast. All I'm really trying to say is I would like to spend more time on this subject specifically, but I can't because of problems with, like, the fucking study of indigenous people in general has been corrupted by imperialistic leanings of Western society. There's also a pendulum problem in um intellectual society where in the past in academia it was believed that these uh indigenous belief systems were in fact inferior and then the pendulum swings to oh in fact it's superior and it's really hard to get a read on uh the middle there it what's the truth um anyway there's a lot of cool lessons and stuff and they have their own belief systems and morals and myths but i don't want to butcher any of that stuff coming from my notes um let's see oh there's this idea about sacred time it's cyclical and it's non-linear um lived in time is the present it's perceived as linear by human beings but you should probably get comfortable with the idea that there's also cyclical sacred time um but whatever man that your view of time is up to you you want to go with the with the flow of society that's fine i choose to sort of exist outside of that in more of a naturalistic flow and understanding of time where's the sun at because that's what's really important is it up is it down is it nighttime um let's see Especially in quarantine, you guys. Why do you care about what day or time it is? Fuck it, man. Um, let's see. We talked about holism. Uh, we talked about cyclical sacred time. Ooh, sacred space. These are ideas of indigenous religions, but they're also in a lot of other religions. Um cosmologies um gods ancestors creation stories surprising amount of agnosticism in native religions apparently and structuralism sort of universal religious themes um hmm interesting yeah that was sort of like a general overview of sort of all of the things i already talked about oh holism 
um, definitely has to do with harmony, balance, and peace, that interconnectedness of all things, which is also uh, pantheism, um, <laughs> which is also a big part of Taoism. Uh, so you see why I marked the page and why it was important for me to talk to you about it. Um, let's see, God's great mystery, agnosticism, you know, is Life cycles, buh, 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 taboos. Um, again, just this is all just there are words on this page somewhere that I wanted to talk to talk about that I don't fully understand why. Oh, this idea of like sub deities, um, like a lot of indigenous religions are just old religions. Like I uh, think uh, Norse gods. Um, fucking chaos trickster gods were always a part of the equation, Loki. Um, but that's part of a henotheism, maybe not in the Norse, but probably more in Hinduism um, or in native indigenous religions. Um, those trickster gods are actually part of the, like, uh, this sort of agnostic henotheism, which is to say that it's all one God with different manifestations, um, which is how you get these sort of like trickster deities, um, which is like how you get, that's how they address the problem of evil in indigenous, um, and ancient religions, um, is like, they're not necessarily evil. They're just sort of like these tricksters and it's a manifestation of the whole, um, you have to have good to have bad. It's just the way that it works. Um, ancestors um, interplay into holism because they're sort of connected to the spirit world. Um, and that's how you get into like the sort of the ancestor worship of the East. And I'm actually... <sighs> Here's the thing. I don't have like super deep ritualistic ancestor worship in my uh, spirituality, but I do feel there is sort of a spiritual connection to the ancestors. Um, I'm not sure some of you might have heard about, like, genetic memories, which is the idea that some memories um, can be passed down through the actual DNA, um, which is, like... That's just a theory, um, but it would be sort of a scientific explanation of that connection to your ancestors, but it already sort of exists. I mean, your genetic code emanates from your ancestors. Those people fought off monsters and shit and disease like for fucking quarantine your ancestors did a lot of incredible shit for you to be here and now in 2020 that's just a fundamental easy basic fucking fact to understand and digest so i think there should be a general reverence for your ancestors and clearly ancient indigenous peoples felt even more so um but uh anyway moving forward syncretism oh yeah that's um a factor of colonialism and the blending and the conforming of many things that's how you get shit like uh halloween that's sam hain it's part of like a new year cycle christmas is a pagan uh thing uh december 25th uh is not springtime when uh uh supposedly jesus of nazareth would have been born um uh, it has more to do with Saturnalia, um, 
Saturnalian, whatever. Anyway, then there's fucking Easter. What's with that bunny? Um, that actually, uh, rabbits, eggs, fertility. It's a fertility celebration. Uh, uh, it, again, a Valentine's Day, uh, that's a fucking, uh, 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 spring, uh, fertility ritual type thing. So, look, man, a lot of the shit we have is directly just, like, a big part of colonialism is, like, they know can't beat them, so you kind of have to just integrate their shit. And then you end up having these weird mixtures of, like, Christianity and supposedly things that they hate, like paganism. And it's just a real weird convalescence of shit that happens uh, due to colonialism. That's syncretism. Oh, thank God. Some fucking pages we don't have to talk about, man. I was getting sick of it. (laughs) Are you sick of it? Um, if I'm getting sick of it, it's probably not good, right? But, at the same time, like I said, we need to know these terms, um, so that I can talk to you guys about it. I marked the page about the Vedic texts, because I remember talking about that and not really knowing what I was talking about. Um, I believe Vedic translates to knowledge or wisdom. There's four of them. And there's one for cosmologies, there's one for rules, for priests, there's one for prayers and chants and music, and there's one for spiritual teachers. Ooh, axial period. This is super important, also why this page is marked. 500 BCE to 1 CE. Um, If you're not familiar with BCE and CE, they changed it from BC and AD a little while ago. Um, to be, to make more sense, um, BCE just means before the common era, and then, uh, CE is the common era, um, anyway, so, about 500 years before the common era, uh, was this axial period, um, and then the first year of the common area, common era, um, so, that time period, um, a lot of religions and philosophical changes worldwide, brother. And this is what's kind of weird, man. They all kind of happen at the same time across the planet. All these major changes in views that also sort of aligned with one another. Um, you had Plato and Aristotle uh, in the West, but then in the East you had Confucius and Lao Tzu. You also had Buddhism, um, Judaism, and Christianity all uh, intermingling through these empires known as the Roman Han and Gupta. Um, you had sort of a, a worldwide generational shift um there was technological advancement in agriculture and resource control um there was advancements in trade and travel um and all of this is actually very similar to now it's a global shift due to globalism this was ancient globalization my friends the um parts of the old world that had since been separated were linking up um, due to the new abilities of these grand empires like the Romans. Um, But India had the Gupta and uh, China had the Han, which were both great uh, civilizations in their own right that don't get talked about as much in the West because we don't spring from them. You know, we spring from the Romans. But um, 
anyway um uh the upanishads the upanishads the upanishads wisdom and teaching or by like sitting near it's a hundred texts of philosophical ideas um just uh ideas about like uh all reality is a cycle how to get out of this cycle um again getting more into hinduism but uh i think all the hindu stuff is around the axial period stuff because the hinduism really sort of started taking shape in that same period i believe um Again, more pages where I don't have to talk about anything. Thank God. Um, I think I'm actually going to... Hold on. You're going to hear me going to my refrigerator briefly because I need liquid. I'm talking and I keep talking. uh, And that's not necessarily super good for the voice and the throat. And we live in times where there's a respiratory illness going around. And I don't want to fucking fuck with that shit. Um, so hold on while I open up my Powerade. God damn it. God damn Powerade. Ah. This is a nice break, isn't it, everybody? Take a break from all that thick, hard-to-digest words coming out of my mouth. Yeah, I sipped so you could hear it. Is that ASMR? I feel like that's ASMR. (sighs) Beverage break. It was good. Good beverage break. Alright, back in it. Oh... The East and the West have sort of fundamentally different philosophies. The East is a lot about, like, truth and salvation and enlightenment and, like, dope shit. Um, It's uh, internal. The truth is in you. But in the West, truth and salvation uh, is external. And it generally has to do with, like, saviors and messiahs and prophets. It's generally a bunch of bullshit, in my opinion. Um... But then Greek philosophy sort of uh, happens in between those two places. Mm, let's see, and then a whole lot more stuff on like the specifics of Hinduism, which we don't need to talk about right now. Okay, thank God we're getting into the part of the text where I can just like skip through a lot of things um, until we hit Buddhism. Got to talk about that. Um, so, just to know a little bit about Buddha, Siddhartha Gautama, I believe is the way you say his name, Gautama, I'm butchering his name, that sucks, I'm sorry, I'm sorry Buddha, um, you want to rid the self, um, it's about reaching enlightenment, um, Oh, uh, Buddha left, he was born into, like, this great, um, this family, it was this powerful family, um, up in, like, the mountains, they were insulated in, like, I believe modern-day Nepal, um, 
and he had this great going forth. Uh, he left home to like sort of have a walkabout, um, even though he had a wife and a son at the time, kind of irresponsible, but whatever. Um, and he saw four um, things in the world. Um, there was pain, there was de disease, there was death, um, and there was... Um, renunciate renunciate what does that mean oh suffering looking for a point in life anyway he was going through what a lot of us go through you look around and you realize the world's kind of full of shit and you're like oh what does this all mean man um and there's this he was looking for this middle way because there's materialism and there's asceticism um, and they can both be an extreme. You can either be entirely too focused on your material possessions or you can deny all of the material realm um, and kind of just try to live outside subsisting on almost nothing. Um, there's a religion called Jainism, which would have been around the time Buddha was walking about. And these dudes sort of walk around almost naked. Um, they won't eat any living thing or the product of any living animal. They're the original vegans. Um, they'll also only really subsist off of, like, either water that they find for themselves to drink... Um, and or any food that people give them. So, like, if somebody has some extra rice, um, they'll give it to them. Um, and, like, it's just living with almost nothing. With absolutely nothing. Um, and it's just... It doesn't make a lot of sense. It's just the exact opposite of materialism. It's just... It, it, Buddha was right. There's got to be a middle way. And so that's what he went forth and he found. There's a four noble truth path. Um, so, uh, you know... There's a... Uh, let's see. One. From birth to death, all life uh, involves suffering. Yeah, I think we can all agree with that. Uh, suffering. We, we suffer due to our attachments, our cravings, and our desires. I believe that's to be true. Um, again, remember when I said Buddhism was sort of like just the world's first self-help book? We're going through like the, um, the cliff notes of that. Um, let's see. There's the third, fourth noble truth, which is uh, to end suffering, one must end their attachments, um, which is to uh, realize like uh, you can't control uh, the world outside, uh, but you can control how you react to it. Um, and then the fourth one is uh, follow the eightfold path to uh, nirvana to find like uh, ego death. Um, Anyway, um, also what's cool is when you get to Zen Buddhism, there's this saying in Zen Buddhism where it's like, if you find the Buddha, kill him, which I believe is meant to uh, invoke the same sort of thing that I keep saying, whereas the journey never ends. Like, if you find ego death, if you were to meet Buddha on the plane of Nirvana, having, like, you know gotten rid of the self shedded your ego become one with all that is there's still probably more to do you should probably shouldn't give up there um <laughs> um which is why i'm super down with zen buddhism um we're gonna get more into that later um 
So eightfold path. There's the right understanding, impermanence. Um, there's the right intention, uh, losing all selfishness, uh, right speech, um, which is lying and gossip is harmful, right living, which is nonviolence. Yeah, I, I believe in self-defense. I practice martial arts. We'll get more into that later. Um, again, why I'm into Taoism. If you're a Taoist monk, you can be like pretty much... In general, as peaceful um, and easygoing as a Buddhist monk, but if shit hits the fan, you're allowed to whip out a sword and start lopping heads off if you need to, if you see so fit. It, hey, if that's the way the Tao is flowing, there, who am I to go against the flow of the Tao? If it's time to chop heads off, it's time to chop heads off. A Buddhist in their uh, obstinate eightfold path would be like, look, man, that's not right living. I'm supposed to be nonviolent. So, you know, no chopping of heads today. Um, but that's how you end up getting your head chopped off. Um, but whatever. Um, right work, uh, a job that does good, uh, right effort, which is moderation, right mindfulness, meditation, um, right contemplation, um, clean-minded sobriety. <laughs> yeah, um, again, if you're a Buddhist, um, you have to be sober, which is Ugh. No. Taoism? You're allowed to do whatever you want if it puts you more in touch with the Tao. If you're... If drinking puts you closer to the Tao, by all means, drink. If smoking puts you closer to the Tao, by all means, smoke. Fucking puts you closer to the Tao, by all means, fuck. It's not... It, it, see, it's very open. <laughs> um... Which is also why it, it also, like any other religion, I guess, could probably be abused. But it's also hard to abuse it because in the book there's, like, words about how a person who would abuse it would be a, a, an asshole. Uh, so if you know the book, you wouldn't. But again, I feel like that's in the West, too. Like, if you know the Bible, you know when someone's going against it. But that doesn't matter because a lot of people don't know the Bible. They just know they're supposed to know the Bible and they're supposed to go with the shit that the man in the funny hat says. Whatever. Um, Tibetan Buddhism. Um, why did I mark this? I think just because I wanted to talk about it. Oh, there's like a distinction between zen buddhism and tibetan buddhism and other types of buddhism tibetan buddhism mixes sort of with like uh buddhism and the tibetan shamanism of the seventh century um there's the dalai lama there's like this kid chosen in a process of reincarnation and rebirth but the most recent dalai lama said that he was the he's like gonna be the last one but whatever that's I don't know, man. And then there's Zen Buddhism, which is really just, it's mostly centered around meditation and as a combination of Buddhism and uh, Taoism. Um, oh, also they have these, um, it's big on moderation. 
It's big on your state of mind, um, the moment of enlightenment that happens upon pondering an illogical uh, riddle like, what is the sound of one hand clapping? Um, you just sit for a day and think on that one. That's a meditation. That is technically a meditation. There's probably more helpful um, meditations to be had. Um, but it's just when you dive deep into that illogical, nonsensical stuff, there's usually some truth to be had within it that uh, wasn't available on the surface. All right, man. Fucking Janice. We don't need to go back into that more. He's looking through his notes, Sikhism, it's a combination of a few different things, you should look into it, um, Chinese religions, okay, this is, now we're getting into like, that's shit that I definitely want to talk about, um, but then there's, okay, so Confucianism, um, all right, and then cosmology of Shintoism, uh, theism, monotheism, problem of evil. Okay, so we're going to skip actually right now this, uh, this section that actually lines up kind of with, um, the next big section that I want to talk about because once we go through all these definitions of terms and ideas and bullshit um we're gonna dive into like my bullshit specifically this is just so that I can use certain words and terms and you guys will understand me um that's why this is part two uh there was an intro part there's a part two where we go over words and shit and then there's going to be a part three um and part three is going to be recorded later i am wrapping it up right now <laughs> um but i needed to know which things in my notes uh to save um but anyway so we have uh theism a belief system in a personal god or gods we went over that monotheism belief in one god we went over that that includes judaism christianity and islam um but uh there's also zoroastrianism i think i talked about that in another in episode three a little bit but it just sort of predates all of them and it also is theistic and monotheistic but it also has a little bit more interesting like dualism stuff going on um the problem of evil, a.k.a. the theodicy. Um, justification for a belief is what that means. Um, how can um, an all-good, all-powerful, all-knowing God create evil and allow it to continue? Um, that's just sort of like the first question one would ask on the journey to probably becoming an atheist or agnostic. Um, like, it's just one of the inherent flaws with that view of a, a, a personal God. It just, those things don't line up. And we can talk about it more later, but um, 
oh, hey, solutions to the problem of evil. Some people like to spout this limited understanding stuff. Um, basically, just like you wouldn't be able to understand God's reasoning. Okay, fine. But here's the deal. My fallback is... It, okay, God would know I wouldn't be able to understand his reasoning, right? He gave me my own, if we're going to fucking default to this ancient idea, this Christian God type scenario, okay, if he gave me reason and the ability to use it, he probably wants me to, right? But his nature is beyond my reason to understand. So, if my reason, which he wants me to use, leads me to doubting, not fully denying, but doubting his existence, that's not necessarily wrong in of itself. I haven't done anything morally or ethically wrong. My belief system isn't in him, but then again, he gave me a series of tools that allowed that to happen. So, it, it just doesn't make sense. Like, if he's a if he's an all-powerful God and he wants everyone to bow to his name, why would he give me the ability to not do... it? Do, see, it doesn't make sense. None of it makes sense. Um, but there's... This is just like uh, religious people's answers. Not always religious people, but uh, the free will theodicy, um, which is like uh, humans have choice which leads to uh, suffering, um, but the idea, the way religious people spin that is it uh, results in a genuine relationship and faith, um, trust, and comfort in God. Okay, whatever you gotta tell you, that sounds like something an abused wife would tell themselves, but whatever. Um, well, sometimes he lets me pick the restaurant we go to, so if he has to hit me, like, no, <laughs> like, it, here's the thing, these ideological problems wouldn't be as big a deal if the people behind religions weren't abusing that structure to do shitty things, um, but again, that goes to the problem of evil, why would all-knowing, all-powerful, all-loving God be like, all right, we're going to set up a church system so people can know about my presence and be better for it. Also, the people who make up that system are all going to be pedophiles. They're going to fuck kids. It doesn't make sense. Anyway, uh, the test theodicy, um... Which is like evil is therapy. Suffering can be good. Uh, it sometimes brings people together. Blah 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 blah. blah. It's just again bullshit. Um, also, evil as a necessary contrast. That's kind of the same thing. Leibniz had this idea of the suppressed correlative, which is similar to yin yang, but very different. We can get into that later. Sorry again. I'm trying to work through. To the last of my notes. Oh, I think what the last thing is. What the last page is. Because once I get through to this last page. Then we're going to stop talking about um, boring terms and things. And we're going to start talking about um, shit that I find fascinating. Um, which is, again, probably going to be after I step away for a minute. Go do some stuff. We're going to record a part three to this bitch. But, um, 
Real quick, wanted to go over neo-paganism, which is just the new paganism. Neo means new. Um, paganism is just basically anything that uh, Christian people didn't uh, find conducive. Um, there's basically a bunch of shit uh, in it. There's Wiccas, there's Druidism, um, there's like... Technically, under new paganism, you could also see, like, um, Santeria and voodoo and stuff, but they, those are also kind of their own things. Um, but, um, when we start talking about, like, all the chicks who are into magic nowadays, I'm not sure if y'all have seen that on the internet, but every, uh, every woman, uh, likes to refer to herself as a witch now, um, which I don't have a problem with, um, but it's kind of annoying when you run into a person who does that and doesn't have really any understanding of the spiritual implications of that. They really just like to do drugs at festivals and paint their faces and they call themselves a witch and I don't... whatever. Um, but if you're a real witch, respect... Because here's the thing, with Wicca and Druidism and all that neo-paganist shit, um, it's holistic. There's an interconnectedness to all things. It's pantheistic. Um, it has a lot to do with nature. Um, these are all things that also go with Taoism. We're incredibly similar, you and I. Um, if that's your belief system, um, if that's what you're into. So, like, that's... I can party with those people is basically what I'm saying is I'm down than a motherfucker with actual witches because we can have like actual metaphysical conversations, um, and have fun. Um, often they have this, uh, credo of like, do no harm, which is good. Um, also there's this idea of a threefold, um, law, which is just like, um, karma except times three, like, um, Basically, like, you know, my name is Earl. If you do good stuff, good stuff will happen to you. And I don't mean to disparage the wicked belief, but it's basically like if you do good, then the good that comes back to you will be increased by three times as it's traveled, like, through the universe. Like, that good energy will travel through the universe and in doing so be multiplied by three by the time it gets back to you. I don't know how they really broke that down and came to that number, that understanding, fine, whatever, um, I definitely am a big believer in the cyclical nature of all things, um, so, you know, that, I mean, we can, we can get together on that, but here's the deal, people, um, we just did a big vocab dump, big, big terms, big, big words, big, big ideas getting thrown around here, people, so, what I'm gonna do, what I want you to do, is we're gonna take a break, we are gonna take a break between part two, we had part one, it was an intro, queuing this all up, then we got part two, this is like the vital information, and part three is gonna be more of the conversation time, I think. I'm going to be reading some quotes. I'm going to be diving into meaning. Um, I'm going to be looking at, like, a, a, a book I haven't read yet, but, like, going through, like, the parts of it that, like, I'm excited to read to give you an idea of where I'm looking forward. And then um, I'm going to... Uh, there's another book that I also want to read, just, like, the table of contents to you to kind of, like, show you, like, how dope that book's probably going to be, and I'm excited for the whole thing. Um... It's actually, well, I'll tell you right now, there's 
So I'm going to read quotes from the Tao Te Ching. I'm not just going to read quotes the whole time. We're going to read them, and we're going to talk about them, and then we're going to read another one, and we're going to talk about ba 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 um, Which will hopefully have more of a conversation flow than me just reading terms from an old notebook and giving you the definitions. I did my best to make that interesting today, but, you know, you can only do so much. Um, and so... Uh, yeah, man, next part three is going to be more of the conversation. I'm going to be diving more into Taoism, reading the Tao Te Ching, reading the notes on um, Chinese philosophy that I skipped over today in the notebook, just because that'll be a good segue into the Tao Te Ching quotes. And then I have a book on simple Tibetan Buddhism and uh, the Zen Mind, the Beginner's Guide. Um, those are two books that I want to talk about. Haven't read them yet. Looking forward to reading them. We're going to just talk about a few of the terms and stuff that I've seen in there, the table of contents. Kind of like the reasons why I bought the books and why I'm looking forward to reading them. Um, and that's going to wrap up this podcast. Um, so that'll be part three. We're wrapping up part two now. Um, you guys, it'll happen instantly, but I encourage you right now to step away. Take a break. Go do something else, man. This was a really fucking thick part two man we're coming up on two hours and so this last third part it might be another hour we might be looking at a three hour fucking podcast here people but that's okay because i need to stretch these legs i need to get ready when i go back to doing one hour podcast episodes after this is gonna be a piece of cake you know what i mean um anyway why did i i don't know i i just do things sometimes don't judge me um (laughs) okay you guys so uh i'll see you guys in part three um which will be happening shortly you know get up take a piss uh grab yourself a drink get a snack smoke a bowl do whatever you gotta do and uh i'll see you guys on the other side in part three all right thanks for listening y'all